Hello, and welcome to the We Might Be Biased podcast. Uh, first one of the season, I'm Mastin. I'm Scott. <laughs> that laughter you hear is because we're trying a new way. This is getting very into the weeds. We're trying a new way to sync up our audio across multiple files. <laughs> David David did the full Lien's Cossack move there from GoldenEye. Yep. I'm giving you the full yep. 30 seconds you All gave right, me. On to football, on to football. That was David, <laughs> and, uh, and and welcome again. How you guys doing? Good, doing great, doing great, doing great, huh? First game of the season, out of the way, feeling good, feeling strong. Feel like that was our best performance. Is that is that accurate? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's entirely accurate, but I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic, David. I don't I don't know about you, but yeah, I I mean. You know, I, it's one of those where they haven't gone into a season going, well, I wonder what one half of the ball is going to look like in a while. So uh, they scored points. Out of curiosity, which half did you would, did you have a question about? Because I had questions about both halves. I had well, questions about the whole, I feel. <laughs> I, I thought I could actually glean something from how the offense ran plays, mm-hmm. whereas the defense, it's kind of, it's, I, you can't really do too much because of who they're playing, uh, right? I mean, you know, people are, you know, people being in position was was always good, but beyond that, you're kind of like, well, okay, wait till we have a team with a pulse, kind of thing. Uh, but in terms of like how the offense schemed and stuff, that was something that you could kind of look at in terms of at least how they were going to attack an opponent. So, I feel like this game has aged a little bit. Um, I, I mean, it's Wednesday night now, right? Uh, we've we've had a few days. I feel like it's aged better than it felt right off the bat uh, oh, yeah? for reasons. The play wasn't a great one for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and the apparently and the apparent uh, subsequent Shea Patterson injury, right, which I, I don't know how much to, to chalk up on on whether or not that, that inhibited his performance in any way. Um, but I feel like right after the game ended, I was a little bit squeamish and kind of thinking, oh, okay, oh, that... It didn't feel it didn't feel great. Now, as as a couple of days have passed, I'm sort of like, okay, well, you know, they, I don't feel like they really tried to do much uh, on offense. I felt like the defense, uh, you know, played pretty well, all things considered. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel I feel better now on Wednesday night than I did on on Saturday at you know eleven o'clock at night or whenever the game ended. <laughs> I came out. I think I came out more optimistic than than the other two here, and and certainly more than. Uh, my uh, my family that was present at the event, um, but I, I think part of what I took away from it that I that I was encouraged by is unlike past years, um, there wasn't a sense of oh my god this is a built in flaw we're going to have to live with for the entire season uh, as far as the mistakes that occurred a lot of it felt like actual first game rust and you know, despite all the hiccups and kind of start stops and jitteriness to the offense, we put up 40 points and it felt like the absolute minimum number of points we could have put up uh, on a team that while yes, you know, was lower caliber is, has been a decent program the last three or four years. You know, it was kind of the perfect opener in that we didn't cost ourselves a game like we did at Notre Dame last year, got to put a bunch of stuff on film, saw some really interesting things, probably without, like you said, Mastin, without, pulling the horse all the way out of the barn, so to speak, on offense, but put a ton of stuff on tape that we could review and, and 
saw some meaningful differences. I, I thought the pace of play was really encouraging overall. Yeah, you know, the uh, the thing, that, and, and, you know, Scott, we, we talked a little bit in the immediate aftermath. I feel like it's sort of a, it's a game where you're going to see where you want what you want to see. Right. Uh, if you're going, if you're, if you're the type of fan who's going to be, um, you know, naturally sort of pessimistic and negative, you're gonna, you're gonna key in on the fact that there, I think there are four fumbles uh, across the game. Right. The the defense let up um, uh, so, some relatively uh, easy touchdowns on on play on that play that is particularly the sort of weird broken play the first one that scored and things like that the offense looked wonky we didn't complete a pass in the third quarter right all of those things or maybe we completed one but either way it was not it was not great um and so you know if you want to see those things you're going to see those things right if you, if you want to see the, the the positives um you know, out of the game uh you know I, I thought i thought there were certainly enough right i mean uh shay did have three touchdown passes right uh mm-hmm. we saw we saw rpos um come out particularly that sequence um in in i think the second quarter where where we hit uh we hit a back-to-back right before uh the the long nico touchdown right so so i mean you know i thought charbonnet is 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 a star um already i think i think that, that that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg for him so like you're gonna see what you're going to what you want to see out of a game like this it was the first game of the season no one got too dinged up you know it was it was a rote blowout until a garbage time touchdown so like you know that's what i mean by like i I think i I kind of felt a little bit sort of almost disappointed at at, right afterwards because it just felt like there was so much more out there that we could have done but at the same time like you know now now sitting a couple days removed i mean who cares? Let's go play Army. Uh, yeah. I mean, in some ways, right? Right. It's, um, a, it's a hurdle to get over, and it, it, it speaks a little bit to where the program is again, finally, that, like, you know, we're whining about what essentially was a three-touchdown win when many people predicted right. a three-touchdown win, you know? Um, yep. And I, I told my dad in, in the aftermath, it reminds me a ton of the Vanderbilt game in 06, which is this oddly specific memory, but we opened up with Vanderbilt at home in 2006, and I think we threw 13 passes in the game, and everyone was losing their mind, and we had won like 40 to 21, something very eerily similar. Uh, and how were we ever going to go down to South Bend and, and play against the number two team in the country if we can only throw 13 passes? And, you know, it was just inherently apparent that, like, no, we we're going to come out and do work on the stuff we thought we could work on. I also think there was probably a component of um, we're going to try this stuff against Middle Tennessee State because the penalty of screwing it up is less severe. And let's see if these plays work. Let's see if this works in this situation. And if not, you got a what chance to scrap the- it. What was a what was a play that you you felt like encapsulated that? I think well, not, let me not to put you on the spot. No, no, no. Let me let me say that I hope this is a play that they're not going to. Okay. I, and we might get into more of this later, but like that garbage on the on the goal line, both for the two point conversion and then on fourth and fourth and goal from the one. A, I don't want to see us in shotgun there. B, that was the slowest developing mesh point read run play. Like it just makes no sense. From one yard okay. out. All right, we, we can so, get we'll get yeah. into that. Uh, but but we, that, we that the is offense, the time. But yeah. That was the time to try that, I suppose, in terms of you know, um, seeing if you have success blocking it and opening up a gap. I guess you know. 
Scott, what was the um, what was the mood at the stadium like? I mean, I mean, generally, I get it; it's a home opener. Everyone's sure. going to be pretty excited and pretty loud. But like, you know, night game. I I, I heard that, that some people were booing with with Shay. I didn't. It didn't come through on TV, or at least not noticeably. So, I, you know, what was what was it like there in the in the stadium? Uh, it was. I would say it was pretty amped before the game um, and leading up to kickoff. Uh, it was pretty good atmosphere. Certainly better than you expect for the opponent. Um, the air got let out of the place really quickly after the fumble on the first first right. play. Um, you know, especially because it was actually a really nice play by Shea to get up and get going. He had picked up 15 yards, um, and then when Middle Tennessee, you know, totally. I mean, their quarterback made some fantastic plays, but that touchdown was also just one of those, like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and, it t- and, and then once we got rolling, I mean, I think the narrative of the game um, has been a little bit misled on social media in that, like, Middle Tennessee State scored, but it was 24-7. You know, we scored 24 straight points. Uh, we're about to get the football back, and then, um, you know, we muffed the punt. They end up getting the ball and all of a sudden, you know, have to drive a very short field again. I think it was 30 yards. And instead of it being almost assuredly 31-7 and well on the way to a blowout, now all of a sudden it's, you know, 24-14. Um, I think that prevented it from becoming raucous. But I did not sense there, – there was booing. But my understanding, you know, with the game situation for the booing was they ended up putting two quarterbacks on the field. We looked completely lost as to what we were doing and it just seemed to totally break the momentum when the offense had been clicking along really pretty good for most of the first half. Um, and that, to me, was kind of the frustration of the crowd. I didn't – I mean, the people who are out there saying that people were booing Shea, I think he was, what, 15 of 18 for 200 yards and three touchdowns? I mean, it, you'd have to be a moron to boo somebody who's performing like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it, it, it didn't strike me as, like, some huge crowd-wide reaction. Yeah, just sort of pockets here and there. I had, I, I mean, so if we get if we get now to some some sort of general sort of complaining about things, first of all, a night game on opening weekend is terrible. Like I, I think it'd be worse if we played on <laughs> Sunday or Monday, right? Because like you, right. you, there's this whole giant celebration on Saturday, and then it's like, oh, and we're Notre Dame, and we play Monday, and like <laughs> you know, just sort of you know, sit around. So, so first of all, I hate the night game. And I, I think we texted something, you know, some sort of derivative of go blue at like, you know, eight or eight or nine in the morning. And, it, and David Brian said, yep, guys, only 11 hours to go. Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Hope we can keep that. Hope we can keep that momentum going there. <laughs> yeah. So, so my other sort of general observation, it goes along uh, Scott, with what you were saying about the uh, about sort of the mo- big momentum shifts, is what on earth? Like, like I, I just can't imagine the, um, uh, the 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 thought process that goes into Levert Hill back to return punts. Is that I mean, because it, it seems to me that there are. Um, you know, about four or five receivers on this team that aren't going to see the field in uh, in in very meaningful capacity. And like, wh- why why put your best corner at a position that is uh, that that does has almost zero depth to start with, and had one one of your your projected starters out indefinitely with colitis, uh, you know, as of a week ago? Why like? 
you, you can't teams tell me. Special wins football games, Mastin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. Got to put but, your best 11 on so, the field. But so does defense, you know? <laughs> no, I, right. uh, I, I was listening to some, I can't remember, an interview where they're talking to, I think, Partridge, who's a special teams guy, and they're talking about, oh, you put some stars in. Like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was very no. much... That was very much the reaction in my local area in the stands, too, is we were like, why on earth is he? Like, you have Ronnie Bell. Obviously, DPJ is the guy, you know, and, and that probably draws its own, like, ah, but, and he's out. But exactly like you said, like, I, let's have Giles Jackson, you know, give it a shot. He did a really nice job yeah. on kickoff returns. Like, give me somebody who can catch and, uh, like you said, is not perhaps the best defensive player on the entire team, despite what his performance Saturday showed, you know. I mean, I get availability being what it was, but, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins, right, Tarek Black, um, uh, Giles, Ronnie Bell, Sane Restrell, like, yeah. <laughs> Cornelius. one. Yeah. You can't tell me that one of these guys can't catch a punt. I know. <laughs> We'll just put them back there. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, well, it, it's just that that was uh, mind-boggling to me. And then, and then, of course, yeah, Hill might have done everything in that game right when it came to like playing cornerback, and yeah. the poor guy had muffing the punt and dropping a pick that I am actually quite confident in saying I could make. Right? Yes. I, in my <laughs> yes. current yes. shape, could have caught that football. <laughs> and that, that yeah, I, I, I don't think he had to jump. I think I could have done that. Yeah. Nope, that I, was the one. That, well, that was think, the one play. Yeah, I so think it's uh, fair, he had a little bit of a rough game. I think it's fair to point out, too, that it's like we all uh, were texting this and had this thought well before he muffed the punt. Like, it made right. no sense from the first time he was out there to return, you know, that he was out there. But, yeah, I, you know, I just as it was very odd because as great as some of the other corners that we had questions about performed, he just had kind of one of those off games where it was just like, like you said, I mean, no huge gaffes as far as like letting a guy go in coverage or anything like that, but just didn't make the plays you would expect him to make. You yeah. guys are missing the fourth dimensional move here, which is he put those mistakes on tape so that people would actually <laughs> throw at him this year. He got bored last year because no one threw him the bang ball. So he says, I'm going to biff a couple. Uh-huh. Go, oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, a, meanwhile, I'm going to let Ambry Thomas have the game of his life. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look at these uh-huh. other two. They're unstoppable. Oh, Vincent Gray, man. You know yep. who's going to fall for that hook, line, and sinker, you guys? James Wisconsin. Franklin. James oh, well, yeah. Franklin. He's already <laughs> circled. He's already circled 24 on the board. We're throwing at that guy. I'm going to call a timeout, and then we're going to throw at him. That's what All we're right, going to so, do. So... On offense, what was like like if, if there's one thing that just sort of absolutely smacked you in the face, what stood what stood out on, on offense, Scott? Charbonnet. Yeah. Charbonnet's legit. It's awesome. What, a, what about <laughs> him what about him stood out to you? I'm gonna sound like I'm, Fred, I'm, I'm gonna interest. sound like Fred, I'm gonna sound like Fred Jackson here. He is a okay. fast he's a fast Mike Hart. Okay. He really is. He's got that kind of I mean He's not small. He's 6'1", 220, right? But he's kind of got that compact run behind your pads, always going forward, always picking up yardage, does not get stopped behind the line. I mean, we only saw nine carries, but good God, he averaged 10 yards a carry. Um, and, and through traffic, up the middle, made good decisive cuts, 
was outstanding in pass protection, even better on the rewatch than it seemed live, uh, which for a freshman is crazy. And just, I mean, he just looks like he has another gear. I was really actually impressed with Turner as well, but Charbonnet, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be the bell cow. Um, despite all of the speed and space, I think he wins us at least one game this year. David, what stood out to you? Uh, I really hope the receivers stay healthy. Yeah. Because the first few drives, I'm like, ha-ha, look, they're <laughs> catching things, and they're tall and fast and big and they're not in the game anymore what happened <laughs> we had a goal line thing with Cornet. we threw a fade to the shortest guy on the team i think and i thought right. well ha sane Ristol. yeah where's the yeah where's the big the big guy where's the big guy so uh, i'll tell you black, like they're mostly black fine. goes out black goes out with with cramping right but like boy could the television um you know, a sideline reporter have gotten that scoop a little bit faster than they did <laughs> because all I'm reading on Twitter is Black is headed to the locker room, and that's not something you need to hear no. from the guy who's broken his foot twice and is like one forklift injury away from like being the most cursed uh, Michigan athlete. The, uh, of the Drake all time. Johnson injury, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, so but but why was Nico? Why wasn't Nico on the? What, what, did he get banged up? I don't know. I think yeah. they were rotating. I think they were rotating guys in. I think yeah. they actually. I think they truly believe they've got six or seven wideouts, and they were trying to get them, trying to get them time. I that, that that's my take. To the end zone, pick a tall guy. Master, <laughs> what about you? What was your uh, what was your big wow takeaway from the offense? I mean, to me, is that, that, like, I just can't wait to see more of the package that has uh, both Dylan McCaffrey and Shea Patterson on the field at the same time. <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> right, lightning fine, in a bottle. Fine. Lightning uh, in a bottle. I, I, believe it. I think they had to stop playing to check if it was legal. <laughs> <laughs> they did. It turns out on more than one occasion it was not. <laughs> I will admit live. Legal. I will admit live to my very bad take, which was that this was a great idea, and that you guys are fools. And then when I was thinking about it on the drive home, I was like, "That was really dumb." I don't know why. Why? Why would you ask Dylan McCaffrey to suddenly do something that probably all the other receivers on the team could do better? I don't know. Like it. Does. It doesn't make any. Plus, the other thing is, it's like it's not like it's catching anybody off guard. It's not like no. you're like whoa, 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 whoa. Is that another quarterback out there? You got to be kidding. Like, I, you know, I don't know. It felt forced when I rewatched it. I was like, oh, this is gimmicky, you know. Well, and it just it, it just killed it killed drives. Yes. Like that's yes. what I don't. And, and you know what the thing is is like, I mean, we tried some of this stuff last year. And it did the same thing. It, it just like I can't actually think of, and in fact, I haven't done my homework. It'd be interesting to to pick either of your memory banks on this. Has it in the Harbaugh era when he's had two quarterbacks on the field at once? Have we done anything unique or like no. vaguely positive out of those form out of those formations? Let's I can't even, think of let's one. Let's even go further. Have we ever seen like a lateral and then a pass? No, right. I don't think so. You know, like I, I, not that I can recall. So, I, I mean, yeah, at least it, not one that's like like the the John Navarre Buffalo Stampede transcontinental right. stuff. Like, right. it seems to me that had had a play like that occurred, we would have remembered it yes. in some way, shape, or form. And it just like it's just, so to me, it's just like shelf that thing, man. It doesn't a play like work. that. You can have a wide receiver who used to be a quarterback throw the ball. Sure. Or like, or like anyone with a 
you know, arm strength. A hundred percent. Right. Well, the other thing, the other thing that didn't make any sense to me is like when they said they were going to play two quarterbacks, I just assumed that that McCaffrey was going to get three or four series, you know, or drives um, as the quarterback, not that, Oh, we're going to, we're going to throw him a screen where he can just get unnecessarily pounded. For, you know, I mean, like, it's just, uh, it was. This is but, all, a ru- but, all a ruse to get Joe Milton in the game. That's right. Oh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. But, I, you know, once again, it kind of goes back to, I kind of feel in retrospect watching it, Middle Tennessee State was like a perfect first week opponent because they did a lot of stuff that was like attempting to go at things that we struggled with on defense last year admittedly without the same level of talent you know um and and they also brought in a lot of pressure and blitzed a ton uh to put at least a little pressure on the offense to try to see you know where things were where leaks might be and it was a good a good chance to run out there with moderate risk involved so i don't don't you guys get your hopes up too much uh on the rest of the season but i actually watched a little bit before we recorded here the game again and i and i watched i fast forwarded to the offensive snaps right yeah and it was so so when i say when like what stood if if i have to point out to a what stood out as opposed to a who who stood out um it was that we were running what i call a zone read a lot and um, it, and doing that thing we did last year, which was handing the ball off a lot, it seemed yes. like. Yes. Um, and and so I thought that the, the tempo stood out a, a little bit. Although I still think that they can go faster um, on offense and and not. I mean, I get we we don't need to be Indiana, but like I, I felt like okay, first game it's fine, but like let's let's maybe go a little bit here. But then it was just the amount of like we were running. There was one play that I saw. Um, and trust me, for me, like a relatively non-football X's and O guys to recognize it, it means it was blatantly obvious that like we were even running plays where the keeper, the keep read had a pitch man on it and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it seems like everything, there are RPOs, everything that we did on offense, at least when we were trying during the phase of the game that we were trying, had um, an option component to it. Uh, that, that could be read and could be built off of, right? And so I thought that that stood out on offense fairly clearly when I was watching it, um, you know, again. Um, as opposed to the who stood out, I mean, like, yeah, Sh- Charbonnet is probably the right answer there. Um, you know, also to a non-Xs and O guys, but the guy the guy who read a ton of preview mags and stuff like that where it was like True Wilson's the starter because he can pass protect. I was I was really keyed into Charbonnet's pass protection uh, during during the game, and um, I I mean I wasn't counting the coaches say he was nine for nine. Okay, great, but like it will certainly wasn't a flaw, you know. And so if he can do that, and brings to the table what he did on that forty yard little you know little scamper where he makes a cut at the linebacker level and is and is. You know, not obviously gone, but like has left people in the dust running through arm tackles. Boy, you know he's going to be a really interesting back, and probably, um, you know, probably at least on a trajectory to be to be something pretty special. I think. Uh, so that was my what and my who. Um, so David, it's the first game. There's a bunch of new offensive stuff. Right, there's some stuff that worked out for the good, stuff that worked out for the bad. What do you think is like 
a kink in the offense versus something we need to watch out for here moving forward, like that's repeatable in terms of, of a issue that you saw? Uh, mm. Well, holding on to the ball would be good. Well, <laughs> actually, um, that, that that's probably the one, right? Because, like, at the, the mesh point, of, maybe. We yeah. seem to add, like, one extra with those two QB things, especially. It was like, oh, the QB, the running QB could take it, the running back could take it, or I could keep it. And that just took forever to develop. And then. Two, I think that extra thought makes it harder to maybe get a smoother handoff. And I know, I think I saw other people talking about how many different running backs were, were, were taking handoffs and stuff can sometimes. But, like, you know, I don't know. You, you've handed off the football probably for most of your life if you're a Division I quarterback. So I, I think that the slow developing stuff like that seems to kind of go against the, the speed and space, bond, you know, mantra. So I, I, I think trying to limit that or just kind of, I don't know, becoming more efficient, for lack of a better term, that will yeah. hopefully lead to fewer of those kind of mis, you know self-inflicted mistakes because, you know, half those fumbles weren't even contact. It was just kind of, oh, I, oh, I thought you were going to take it uh, sort of thing. So I've got to think that that's, that's just sort of like first game stuff. Boy, you hope so, right? You know, yeah, you, you hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, sorry. I, I do. I do wonder. Um, the one thing that jumped out on rewatching it to me was that, I, like you said, it seems like a lot of this motion uh, is, is that there's a read for Shea to make, um, and I wonder if it was at all similar to last year because there were some blindingly open, um, what I would call keep reads for him to for himself to keep the ball and and head out into space because they were crashing so hard um, that he was still handing it off to the back. And, you know, it just seemed like it was there any time we wanted it. And I'm wondering if they have him on a little bit of a, a leash, so to speak, from a health standpoint, or if that's what I can't tell and what I don't have a good enough X and O's, X's and O's handle on. Is that him missing the read? Is that just him following the plan? Or are they not even reads? These are just called plays right. that look that way. Um, but that was one thing that kind of jumped out, you know, trying to see, is that something that's going to be ongoing in the offense or is that something we just showed to put on film type of a deal? Well, and we need to talk about the goal line bit as well, because I, th- that to me is like, yeah, I, I get I get it. We're, we're a shotgun team now. Right. Yeah. And uh, and, and Gaddis made it clear. And I think that, that that's probably right. But like, I also get that Ben Mason is now a defensive tackle. Right. But. It seems to me that between Van Sumeren, Van Sumerian, Van Sumeren, um, and uh, and Ben Mason, and like the combination of stuff that we did last year, you probably have a power eye set that you're gonna can line up in on the one yard line and push a 240 pound defensive tackle off the line of scrimmage and punch that thing in, uh, and like so. So I want to see. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more situational awareness in those kinds of, of things. And, and like, you can't, you can't tell me that, that an I formation power, you know, power run is all that hard to install for this team. Right. Just down block, exactly. blow them off the ball and get the ball in the end zone. Well, uh, take advantage, take advantage of the fact that it's like, why would you have a guy start seven yards in the backfield to pick up a yard 
instead of a guy who's lined up literally a yard behind the quarterback under center. You know what I mean? Like, right. just, and the, just and be, that guy screams on every play. Like yes. he is a you yes, know. <laughs> yes. And and all you do is double the nose tackle and force one guy to have to make a Herculean play. And you know we've run that play for four years. There's no reason to check that out of the rotation, like you said. It's not. I mean, I'd, I would argue that we've. To it. I've argued. I would argue that we've run that play for a hundred years. Yes, right. You're right. I mean, you're right. <laughs> what uh, what formation was the Van Sumeren touchdown? It was uh, it was out of shotgun, I believe. Yeah, because um, I mean, like the line, half the left side of that line got got in the end zone. With that. So, I mean, that that's true, cool. but it's not fourth and one, so, you know, or fourth right. and goal. I think I think what we're arguing is that if it's third and one on your own thirty-two, don't get cute with it. If it's fourth and goal from the one, you know, do the high percentage I, I, play I, and punch the thing in. I, right? I, I think I think they're positioning Van Sumeren as the Ben Mason of this team in terms of his physical physicality because I, yeah. I don't think he got the carry on the fourth. Down. I don't know who I can't remember who got the carry on the fourth. Down. Charbonnet did. Okay, so I think it, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, just seeing how they were able to kind of cave that in, like I think they can get a yard from there, and, and I wouldn't have a problem with throwing Ben Mason back in there just because of how well he did mm-hmm. last year. But uh, you know, uh, there could be something to be said for I, you know, I, I, not that Caesar Ruiz doesn't know how to snap a football, but if you're not doing any under center snaps, anymore, oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah who knows fair. how many months? Uh, fourth and. Goal at the one yard line's a tough exchange. A, okay. Yeah. So, but 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 I mean I think a power type play is definitely like I don't I don't think they optioned it all on that Van Sumeren carry either. I think he got it and was heading full steam because I think that's a another issue because I think that the Charbonnet carry on fourth down was more of an option. So you, uh, it was yeah. It was kind yeah. of a stop and start kind of thing. So right. momentum's not as 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 good as it could be sort of stuff. So yeah, I think there's definitely tinkering that can go on there. Right. I, I did have one other thing. Sorry, Master, I wanted to mention nope. uh, in what you were talking about in terms of the pace. Um, I, I think I kind of had mentally calibrated for this, like, like you said, Indiana level of like they've set the ball and holy cow, we're snapping it already. But actually, when you go back and when you go back and watch it, you know, I think we ran 78 plays for the game. And that's the most plays we've run in a game since 2016. Um, you know, and, and so. I did. I did get a sense that we were, even though it would it would wind the uh, the play clock down, we were at the line and ready to go much earlier in the play clock than we ever had been these last mm-hmm. couple of years. And I do think you're right. I think we probably kept some stuff under the vest, so to speak, in terms of I, I am sure there's a setting we can get to where it's you know we're up there and ready to go right away, and we're snapping within ten, ten seconds of the ball being set. Um, it was unusual to look over and see all those like sign placard things on the sideline yes. and see all the different <laughs> yeah. reads and all the things I used to make fun of other teams for, you know. Um, but I did, I did, I felt that even though we had a few, like one illegal substitution, I think one false start, um, I felt that for our first game and for it being a new system, we did okay managing that pace. Yeah. How many players had at least one reception in this game? Uh, I'm going to say nine. Yep. Nine players had a reception, including Dylan McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. forgot about that one. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think with a lot of, like, the, uh, the, the 
the feeling of, of the offense kind of farting around a little bit. You know, nine different players caught a ball. Uh, you know, seven different players caught more than one ball, right? Um, and, and also you saw a bunch of verticality stuff that was not there last year. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think Imgo clipped a, a four verts. Uh, play that, that we didn't see at all last year, right? So, I mean, you know, I, th- I, th- I do think things, it, it's going to be very interesting to see the offense develop over the course of the year and start to do, um, you know, some, some different things and start to build off of it because I, I can't imagine that they don't have a game plan for that. Um, if, I mean, for that sort of season-long arcs of like, okay, well, we've, we've done these things and now these this is how this next thing builds off of that or that tendency or whatever it might be. Um I think the so thing that was, I think the thing that was super cool, and, and my dad actually pointed it out in uh, in the Big Ten Network halftime and post game coverage is, uh, and I hate to give credit to a Buckeye, but the the new guy who was former Ohio State uh, linebacker in fourteen, and I apologize, I'm forgetting his name, um, was pointing out that we were actually lining up in ways where the tight end would not be an eligible receiver but it wasn't immediately apparent. And so they would devote a safety or a corner to, to being over that guy. And that's what sprung Tariq black on that one wide open touchdown. I think it got Collins wide open on another it one. Got, we, yeah. That's what, um, that, that's what got Collins open, um, on, on his touchdown or, I mean, open ish. Actually, if that yeah. ball is thrown right, he's wide open. But the fact that it was thrown yes. a little behind him is why the circus catch. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I think it's Eubanks on the end of the line on that play. I'm doing this by memory, so I don't know. And, and you're right. He's actually covered. And so he's yeah. not eligible, but they devote, they devote a coverage guy to him. And then they run a wheel that clears out the strong safety on that side. And it has Nico one-on-one. That was know, beautiful. Uh, that, yeah. was, that was yeah. beautiful. And like, um, I, I am actually coming out of this game. I might be the most excited about Collins of all the receivers. I, I think that, um, given what he did in Columbus last year, not that any of us want to think about that, but when you see what he's able to do downfield <laughs> and you see the direction this passing game is going, I, I think he's going to be a huge weapon uh, as we get into conference play. Yep, absolutely. Um, any closing thoughts or final thoughts on the offense? Move on to defense. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on to defense. Good. All right, so uh, th- so, so – David, the reason I pressed you on on when you said you know what what half of the ball um, you know is is sort of new uh, this year is that uh, I, I think I generally sort of knew what the offense was was going to at least attempt to look like, whereas the defense I felt was a huge huge question marks along the defensive line, huge question marks in the secondary, and to me like the 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 thing that stood out the most on defense was the play of, of Vincent Gray in, in particular, but the but the secondary as a, as a unit, uh, I thought, uh, you know, played far, far exceeded the expectations, um, you know, starting with Avery Thomas even just being out there. Um, you know, David, what do you think about the defense? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, well, I, I, I hope it's a confidence builder for them because uh, they, they were in position, they made plays, but I'm not going to, you know, wave my tiny flag too much at shutting down. I don't even know. I didn't bother learning a single one of their receivers. No, uh, no. They had some but, sort of uh, slot jitterbug, right, who was going to yeah, be I really think that was like the tough, but yeah, uh, yeah. But but no, considering, yeah, one, we didn't know when Ambry Thomas was even going to be on the field. Seeing him back was great. Uh, and, and Vincent Gray kind of being a, an un, a complete unknown 
and having him make a few plays, uh, I think should help him in terms of his confidence level, which is which is valuable down the road. Um, other than that, I, it's it's tough because a lot of the defensive linemen we're kind of relying on in terms of the tackles weren't playing. Right. Uh, and if they can't, well, we know that's a problem. So uh, until we see them in action, it's it's I'm not trying I'm trying not to kind of calibrate too much of right expectations for what this defense can be because you know yeah if if Jeter or Lumfor or any of those guys are out for extended time then we're going to probably be in a little bit of trouble in terms of uh then it's going to be really going to have to start outscoring some people but um uh, well, I mean Mason isn't I mean that was one of the takeaways yeah. along the lines it's like Mason isn't isn't it and I know that um, you know the coaches love love Mason and, and the fans love Mason and they're trying to get him on the field yes. however you can but like uh, he, he's just he's probably physics not be is the guy. physics yes it turns right out. Um, yeah. yeah well and, and, and I think it, I think the broader takeaway from that too is that tells you I, I read some take on Twitter today that had me just frothing about uh, Mason's playing because he's. You know, the, exactly like David said, you know, he's a team favorite and everything else. No, Mason's playing because he's probably doing better in practice than I think it speaks volumes about where Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith are right now. Because you got two 300-pound true defensive tackle, you know, highly rated uh, prospects who came in but are true freshmen. And they must be behind enough in the system or making enough mistakes in practice that when Dwum 4 and Jeter are not available, you know, I, I think... I, I know Mozzie Smith didn't see the field, and I'm pretty sure Hinton played like two snaps. Uh, right. And in a, in a game like this, that I that tells me uh, that they are no, not anywhere close to being able to contribute. And I know that was one of the things I was kind of hopeful about from a defensive line standpoint is that especially in the middle where we are um, as hurting as bad as we are depth-wise, um, I, that is the biggest concern uh, on the team, in my opinion, right now, is, is what are we going to do uh, at defensive tackle? I don't have any, uh, any easy answers, and I'm really worried. I mean, Dwumfor has flashed, but, I mean, he's also been consistently hurt throughout his career, and, and you know, he was able to stay on the field for basically, you know, one series uh, this game, and maybe he was held out precaution for precautions afterwards, but... Um, We'll see. I, you know, they, they said in Harbaugh's press conference today that Dwum Four and Jeter should be good to go for Saturday. Um, but, I, boy, I, I, you look at a team like at Wisconsin, and it's hard not to see them just pounding the middle right now. Uh, and, and that, to me, is, is I think that the, a concern based know, on what we've seen so far. So, so, I mean, I'll tell you that the solution teams that aren't Wisconsin and able to just sort of pound the middle, um, right, is is going to be this this four defensive set where you've got Hutch, Hutchinson, um, Quidipay, Asuche all on the feet. This is, I think they call it the NASCAR package, right? Um, and yeah. that was actually where we got our best rush, particularly up the middle. And I think, and, and it was Hutchinson. Hutchinson had one really good play where he didn't let the offensive, um, the guard, I think, get into his body. He kept and and he shed the block and and went after the quarterback. And like, you know, I the, the issue with that, of course, is like it's going to be. I think the where you can use speed and ain't having that. I was not having that. So like. You know, again, you run into this sort of physics being what they are, um, you know, package, right? Where, where, well, uh, you know, I, I don't, maybe you'll be wrong. And, uh, 
maybe that that lineup. And to be work, fair but, to uh, both the freshmen, I think, it, I I think it'll work against I mean, these special teams. It doesn't doom them to not improving over the course of the season, sure. where they could not see more snaps. I guess I was just hoping for the fact that we would see them earlier. I do think, I, like the few times we did get pressure up the middle, it was Hutchinson, who I think yeah. is by far the dude on the defensive line. You know, based on what we've seen so far. Well, it depends how you. Uh, it depends how you classify Uche, right? I mean, is Uche a defensive yeah. lineman or is he a linebacker? Because uh, I mean, he was every bit as advertised coming off the edge, right? That guy screams yep. down the edge. So, but I mean, I, I would agree. Like, I, I don't think that he's a defensive lineman per se, right? Or at least not in sure. the classic way. So, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Hutchinson's the guy there. Um, Yo, right now. Anyways. I thought I thought Dana um, looked better in the rewatch than I saw live, and I think part of that was I was having trouble kind of identifying him on the field. But I thought he looked yep. really solid. Um, yep. So I was encouraged. I, I mean, I was encouraged there. I, um, it, like you said, I think it's just a matter of are we going to have a plan B or a plan C uh, if somebody's able to, to line up and just run power right up the gut at us and blow. You know, I, I mean, Ben Mason was getting shoved out of the hole pretty yeah. consistently by an undersized offensive line, yeah. um, w- which to me was was alarming. No, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. And the, um, you know, it's it's going to be, I think. So, so I'm in- interested to ask you. I the way I watch football games is like you tend to sort of be able to identify players by like. Things that actually aren't their number necessarily, like gait and just sort of general silhouette and profile, right? Like, like I could always pick out Rashawn Gary, always pick out Winovich. Winovich, he's got the hair, right? I can usually pick out um, uh, uh, Hudson, right, because he just sort of stalks around a little bit. Mike Dana was somebody who I like. He's such a new name that I agree. I was looking at him, going, "Who the hell is that guy?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. It's it's." So, so I'm looking forward to him developing a, a Mastin cognitive recognition, um, you know, uh, profile <laughs> in my an brain. Impr- an impr- yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I can be like, okay, you know, that's who that is. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so, but I thought, you know, generally, I thought, I thought he played really well. I, I think that the questions remain along the defensive line, but but questions have been answered in the secondary in in a lot of ways. Um, Vincent Gray, I thought played exceptionally well despite the fact that he wears a long sleeve like all those Wisconsin cornerbacks that are so annoying um so we can talk to him about that but no but no hoodie I don't think <laughs> no I don't hoodie. think there was a hoodie no hoodie so <laughs> I guess uh I guess but yeah I mean you know I thought my my thing with the defense was that okay fine so so let's walk through the scoring plays right um middle yeah. Tennessee the, the first one I don't even know what happened. My brain went dead, went and said dead ball. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there well, was. I was going to say it should have been it should have been blown dead because okay. we were offside, but they had like three guys move, and it should have nullified the play. Right, uh, and then it looked like Dwumfor had him, and then was I, I don't know if it was Pay or somebody. I, I know his hand was in that soft cast, but it was like he got hit off of the quarterback who just magically found himself all of a sudden alone in the middle of three Michigan defenders, you know, it all hit him and just was able to walk in. I mean, that's kind of one of those that you chalk up to like, well, okay, you know, fine. Um, the other one though, was the, uh, independently, these were both short fields, right? But like the other one was kind of one of those plays where you just, I, I couldn't tell, 
I thought it was Metellus. You guys maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it, like somehow it seemed almost like a coverage bust. Um, well, Harbaugh was screaming for a hold. I didn't actually see a hold necessarily, except that it was such a long developing play that like I find it hard to believe that that somebody. But either way, the the yeah, and then I, I think it was. Boy, if it's not Metellus, I feel bad uh, for for calling him out. But one of the guys yeah. got sucked up towards the line of scrimmage, right? And it let that guy kind of sneak in behind him. And well, uh, and there was there was that. Sorry, it, it might not have been Metellus. It was somebody kind of got picked on the play, and then the poor the poor corner, I believe, who it was, you know, got caught in a game of pickle. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You kind of got hung out to dry. But um, but yeah, I mean, I. Neither of those felt like, oh, my gosh, they're just picking on us like the, the slot fades from a couple of years ago or, um, you know, it wasn't like a repeat slant over the middle all the way down the field type of a thing. Like I was at least encouraged, like you said, you know, kind of um, competition notwithstanding type of thing or independent of competition level of your opponent. Like the secondary generally seemed to be in the right place. I thought Vincent Gray, like you said, made some outstanding tackles and was where he needed to be. Ambry looks really solid. Um, you know, I, I would have said that both the corner position and the defensive line spots were the two biggest questions heading in. I feel much more comfortable about corner now uh, than I did previously, you know. Well, if Ambry's going to play like that, uh, I mean, yeah, that yeah. that pick, I, I don't know in, in person – whether you're able to see it this way, but um, and and I thought that the Big Ten Network did a did a nice job with the camera work, even if it even if it was a little bit tight, like the speed at which Ambry closed on the ball and not only like got a fingertip on it but picked the stupid thing off was was incredible. Because um, when that ball was thrown, I'm going, well, that's a, the, you know, that's a completion. There was no doubt about it. That was a completion, and you know, Ambry accelerated very quickly laterally to get to that ball um and so that was a lot of fun to see um you know to see him to see him out there i'm i'm pretty happy that, that he's out and playing and everything after after apparently what was turned out to be a relatively serious medical condition um but yeah i thought you know i thought generally speaking the defense was fine right i mean yeah okay you got two short field drives on you um you know put on you couple of couple of kind of weird plays and then and then yeah I, I don't feel great about the backups right but that's fine yeah. I don't have to feel great about the backups uh, in the in the first game so how do we how do we feel about Hawkins I so so I I don't know whether this is good or bad I don't think I noticed him uh, out there me either uh, yeah. despite yeah. the fact that I mean I, I I've got the stat sheet pulled up here so I'm not doing this off the top of my head but but I mean he and Hudson led the teams in tackles so like but I didn't really notice Hudson out there either like I mean you kind of know he's there and you step up and make a tackle but like you know I thought it was fine and boring right boring boring is good I think and maybe yeah. not for Hudson but for Hawkins boring is good so great good boring game yep you know I got a real kick out of uh one of the things I kind of noticed uh, post game was people were. Um, I, I thought Glasgow played a tremendous game, yeah. and he takes great angles to the ball. He knows where he needs to be. He gets there. He hits the guy. They go down, and like people are already talking about, oh, that won't that won't fly against a, a better team and stuff. And you're like, you gotta be kidding me, man! Like you guys don't remember Jordan Kovacs or I, I mean, if the guy knows where he needs to be and he's able to make a play and he's solid. 
I'll take that guy every single time. I don't care what his recruiting ranking was. I don't care if he was a walk-on beforehand. Guy had two sacks, played great. Uh, you, you, know, you, you give me 11 he, glass gals, I'll win you a sectional. Yes, darn right. Say, <laughs> if, darn if right. only he'd had uh, two old brothers eyes. who had shown Clear some eyes. ability on the, on the football field. <laughs> no, I thought Glasgow played, yeah. um, you know, played well. And I mean, I, I, I don't think we've got any other answers at defensive tackle or any more answers at defensive tackle that we had going into this, which might be okay. Um, yeah. You know, and then uh, especially given that Dwumfer was hurt, right? I mean, Dwumfer was extremely limited, limited, and like he's our guy there. But um, you know, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and next week, of course, is just sort of like cross your fingers and pray. Because you're going to get chopped and cut to hell, right, against Army. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know why we keep doing this. But uh, but at any rate, you can have a flyover without playing yeah. a service academy. That's all I'm saying, right? <laughs> Just, so true. Yeah, we, we, we play right. the anthem every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> every single time. Um, and never mind the fact that, like, Army's pretty good, <laughs> you know. Right. They have the second longest winning streak in the country behind Clemson right now. Oh. Although who they who they play? Rice. Rice, and they only won fourteen to seven. I, yeah. Fourteen to seven. So I, I've been hearing some rumblings that their last season may have well, been a bit smoke and mirrors in terms of they um, their actual ability. They prevented Rice from scoring from the fifth. The Army went for it on fourth down on their own fifteen. Mm-hmm. In the first quarter of the game, hmm. got stuffed, and Rice didn't even make a field goal. <laughs> so, like, I think there was. I, I, my understanding was that last year, like this, this quarterback already owns like service academy records for what he's been able to do there. I think they have a really solid quarterback. Um, but I mean, I, you know, the equation is not new. I mean, they try to cut the game in half. Right. I think Oklahoma had seven possessions for the entire game uh, when they went to overtime with them last year. Um, you know, and, and that's exactly the thing that worries me about Army is not so much a matchup thing or anything like that, but it's like we can't afford fumbles on mesh point screens and stupid turnovers because you're not going to get 15 possessions. You might get single digits, you know, and you can't you can't squander those away uh, against a team that's going to try to hold on to the ball and just yeah. milk the clock. I've got two going for us against Army. I mean, there, there's a lot of things, but but um, the defensive line coach is a, a Navy guy, right? So so I mean I mean he's got to be feeling a little bit of, of juice here, right? Uh, so, so that's the one thing makes me feel a little bit better. Yes. And then yes. Um, the <laughs> the other thing is that the Army head coach Jeff yeah. Monken is his name. I'm learning just now uh, is uh, quoted as saying on Michigan. <laughs> We're outmanned in every one-on-one matchup. End quote. <laughs> so, yeah, feel a little better, I guess, uh, about about things, uh, right? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the matchup here is is you know uh, Army's offensive line versus our defensive lineman's knees, and and I think I think if we get yeah. get get out of um, get out of this game without anybody. Uh, you know, getting too banged up uh, on their knees—that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big, a big deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and stick to your keys, man. Bury the quarterback. Make him pitch it. Hit him. You know, like, uh, it, and 
I, th- there's going to be a bunch of, I, and I agree. I do not disagree with this. Right. It's like, why are we exactly. having to devote practice time to learning this and, and doing it? But like, go out, execute, get out of it and move on to the next one, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but right. uh, you know, it's one of those dangerous things. I mean, army, uh, I think what is like the 26th ranked team in the country. Like they're one of the top two teams, not, uh, currently ranked in terms of receiving votes. Like, um, it's unfortunate that, like, regardless of what happens, right. you, you know, if Michigan wins uh, and manages to cover the spread, they're not going to get any of the credit for beating a, a, an actually solid football team. Um, and and even, even more so from their own fan base who, you know, a bunch of hand-wringing all offseason uh, about, oh, no, we're going to have to, you know, this is a decent team, and, and those will be the same people if we win 28-10, something like that, next week. Uh, who a, are, you know, all sorts of hue and cry Anyways. before we head to Wisconsin. Um, in two uh, weeks, but such is the nature of the beast, I suppose, you know. Yep. So I actually a really, couple more I, things well, on the Army game make me feel I know a we're going to talk about it, but I actually um, really like it. I think the timing is actually really against Rice, uh, which, by the way, Rice is 3-21 so over the past two seasons. Only 4.1 yards per rush uh, is what their is what the Army is is averaging, right, which is uh, – um, which is not not very good, particularly for a team who wants to run the Ooh. ball, you know, 50, Ooh. 60 times a game, probably more, more. It's got to be more than that. Um, uh, no. Have you mm, have you I heard the uh, have you heard the eye stat on oh, them from last year yet? So. So they okay. uh, at four yards a rush. Yeah. Do you have any idea what their fourth down conversion percentage rate was for the season last year? Right. That's, wow. So it was eighty six percent. They were thirty one of thirty six. That's so right. So if you I'm think if you think about it, you know if they pick yep. up three yards, they'll just keep running the football. It's yep. first down Absolutely. every four. Points. So, you know what I mean? So uh, predictions uh, for I think their big uh, thing well, I mean, is so, so two things actually. One is we we, sort of we all got busy and forgot to do a, uh, it, a preseason you know? one. So I want a prediction for Army. Yes, but I also want your season prediction. We're going on the record for the Michigan season this year. You know, writ large. So, Scott, Army prediction first. We'll do Army predictions first. Okay. Uh, Army prediction is that we have a close first quarter catching up to All the right, speed of the game in terms of David. Uh, the options and pitches, so you might see a 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. I, Michigan pulls away, and I think they win by the score mm-hmm. I said earlier. I'm going to say uh, – actually, I'm going to adjust. I'm gonna, I'll say 31-10. <laughs> that, that is a year. Um, David. 44 <laughs> to 19. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, that's, that's good. I was going to uh, I was going to say – I mean, I was going to say 45 to 13. Uh, that is a year. I don't know whether actually forty five. You know, so. the year forty five thirteen. <laughs> uh, some sort of video game, I'm sure, is set there where the army does stuff. But uh, yeah, forty five thirteen. That's my uh, my prediction. And then I will go first oh, on the okay. season long. Right. 
uh, the, the season predictions since we did not do a preview podcast. Um, okay, so, so Scott, I said to you, I think that Michigan goes uh, 11 and 1 during the regular season, and I think that the loss is going to be to a very weird team. Um, and by that, I mean not Notre Dame, Ohio State, or Michigan State. I, I think, like, Wisconsin will get us in week three, or, like, Iowa will get us, and it'll be extremely annoying, but it won't ultimately jeopardize this, this season because I think we're going to win the Big Ten East this year. And then after that, all bets are off. But, um, but yeah, 11-1, and one with a, and, and I think we beat Ohio State this year. <laughs> you don't know who it's going to be. You can't pretend to know who it's going to be. <laughs> David? It's not going to be Minnesota. Did Boy, you see Minnesota? I mean, the Big they, Ten West they looked, uh, uh, huh? especially on the offensive line, which was supposed to be a strength of theirs. All right. They were atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have and, you know, after, after week one, I'm but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Now, if, if well, we hope, played them in the championship hope, game... Nebraska scored one offensive So did Michigan State. Um, yeah. I'm hopeful, right. I'm hopeful it it's not I Minnesota, because the only way we would play yeah. them is in the right, uh, right, championship game. Yeah, we solved, solved so. that one. But, David, you didn't Hopefully give us a prediction. Hopefully we don't lose to Minnesota, yes. <laughs> I think it's got to be, right? I think so. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay, I like it. Many. <laughs> Uh-uh. I was avoiding it. Um, you know, uh, numerous wins. <laughs> some easy, some some not as easy. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think they probably drop at least a game somewhere. I can't figure out where. Um, uh, I mean... Was that John Navarre? You know, uh, you know, say playing yeah. at Wisconsin and at Penn State yeah. are always. All right. I guess we haven't won at Wisconsin since 2001, uh, which is like. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, still, sorry. Go ahead. That's still a fair amount of time. Uh, and Penn State, their defense at least. Yes. Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me that their there defense was hubbub. At least, uh, would, would probably keep the game close. And I, uh, do we know what time that game is? Mm hmm. Oh, Quite the there's, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of hubbub that it there's, might be noon, rumors actually. That, that Fox has been moving their primetime games to, to earlier okay. today. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm signing yes. you up for Rumors. 10 and 2 with a just win. Machinations. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, just, right. just, uh, just, win, just, just win that game. The, the, you, know, you know the game I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Just that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. We, so all know we, talked we know where this is going, season, Scott, so you might as well just say it. Uh, I had said to you 11-1 and one and we're winning the Big Ten. And after right. week one, um, I think if we... I, uh, no, I, I honestly... I, I, I watched Notre Dame on Monday night and just cackled. I think we blow Notre Dame out at home. Um because our offense, their linebackers are lost. They're lost. Um, we're not losing a home game this year. I'm not worried about Wisconsin on the road. They have a terrible quarterback. We destroyed that team last year. 
Um, I think it swings to Happy Valley. I think James Franklin is a joke of a coach. I think we go 12-0. And, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll be the Pollyanna. I do. I think we, I think we make the run this year. I think uh, the offense is going to be good enough and explosive enough that we might have to win a shootout or two. Um, and it might be a game in Happy Valley that's a shootout. But I, I think we have the, the, uh, the playmakers in position finally for this team to go out and just put people away. And uh, we've been missing that. And, you know, we didn't see a fully functional offensive line yet. And once we get Runyon back and have everybody back pieces wise there. Yeah, they're um, saying Hayes, they're saying Hayes yeah. might, might keep the starting job. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yes. uh, you know, the Achilles heel is going to be the middle of the defensive line. There's, you know, Wisconsin jumps out as a team that could possibly take advantage of that. But really not a whole lot of other teams on the schedule that strike fear in my heart from that standpoint, the secondary looking better than I could have possibly hoped. Um, I think we make a run this year. I think we finally yeah. do it. And we've been really close to it the last four. And I think this year we get Ohio state at home. Yeah. I mean, we've been sidestepping. Well, you know, that game, right. I mean, so, so yeah, we're all, we're all happy to talk about Wisconsin and the potential potential challenges yeah. they present yeah. in Penn state. And then, Oh, by the way, you've got that, that last one, right. Um, uh, but I can, I can. Well, that's because nothing matters. Nothing that happens up to that's that point. You can't right. right. anything. As we learned last year, no, it doesn't. No, nothing. What will happen? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. For the first nothing time happens. since Trestle left, really, and and the middle of the Trestle era, they if Justin Fields goes down, that team is dead. They're dead. They have nobody else at quarterback. They're replacing four out of five guys on the offensive line. We're more worried about the specter of Ohio State than what that team's actually going to be capable of doing. And I'm not saying they're not talented, but if you look at the actual breakdown, we're a better football team than they are, period. And uh, it's finally yeah, time it bore out on the field. And let's see him, yeah. let's see him get fields to no, the end of November healthy. Let's see him get him there. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right, so uh, we've got our predictions uh, for Army. We've got our season-long uh, predictions logged. It's going to be, I think, I, it's gonna, it has a potential to be a really fun season. I think it's going to be a very different season than last year. I, I don't think you're going to see – I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, last year, like, you know, me just, like, laughing with delight in the second quarter against Wisconsin and, and, and Penn State, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and I, my hunch is that my nails are going to be bitten down a little bit more to the quick, but that's fine, you know? It'll be a fun it'll – be, it'll be fun. It's fun. Michigan football's fun. It is fun. <laughs> They play other games. They play other games, David. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. On that, on no. that, you know, let's, uh, yeah, let's beat Army next week. Let's get out of there. Let's get out of there healthy and go blue. Go blue. Go blue.